I'm joined by Professor Anna Menon, of Director of UK in a Changing Europe, um, to talk about this comment from uh, Boris Johnson earlier on that the UK should prepare itself for a no-deal Brexit. It's hard to know what to make of it, Professor Anna Menon. What do you make of it? Well, I suppose the first thing I'd say is the UK should have been preparing itself for a no-deal Brexit for a far longer time than this because it was always a possible outcome. The other thing I'd say is even if we get a deal, and despite what the Prime Minister said today and despite what the EU said yesterday, there's still a real possibility that they will strike a deal at the 11th hour. Many of the preparations you're going to need for no deal, you're going to need for this deal because it's going to be a fairly thin deal anyway. So we need to keep preparing whatever. And... Where do you say the solution lies? Well, partly uh, the solution lies in both sides being willing to make compromises despite political costs. So on the French side, you can say you have to make some concessions over fish despite your fishing industry. The French have particular political problems over this. There's a mayoral election in Calais next year that the Elysee is a little bit worried about because obviously fish is a big part of the local economy. Equally here, we have to be able to say, okay, we understand your concern about our rules and our subsidies and our standards, and we will make guarantees as part of a trade deal to allay your fears. So I don't think it's hard to see where the sort of space for a deal is. What it is hard to see is whether both sides are willing enough to make the political sacrifices necessary to get us there. And we hear endlessly about this uh, tactic of, you know, supposedly tactic of the EU to always leave things to the very, 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 very end. Can we rest on our laurels and think that's all this is or not? Well, I mean, essentially we have because we've reached the end of the road. I mean, I think unless there's a deal sorted out by the middle of November, then it genuinely is too late. But I think, you know, if you if you take the perspective of businesses, you've got to feel sorry for business leaders who, on top of having to deal with the pandemic, have been wondering for four years what our trading relations with the European Union are going to look like. They've been demanding one thing, which is certainty. And here we are with less than 100 days to go, and they still don't know what it is they're meant to be preparing for. So in that sense, at least, I think it is counterproductive to be leaving things so late in the day. And when he says, the Prime Minister, as he has, I've concluded we should get ready for January the 1st with arrangements more like Australia's, uh, what's he alluding to? Well, Australia, I mean, Australia has become an adjective in this country for, to mean that something is good. It makes you think, you know, warm, sunny. Uh, Swimming pools. But actually, yeah, exactly. I mean, the problem is, there are, there are two problems with the Australia analogy. Firstly, Australia has a series of agreements with the European Union. They're not in a no-deal situation with the European Union. And when it comes to trade, they are currently negotiating a trade deal because they don't like not having one. So Australia is misleading in that way. And Australia is misleading in another way because... Obviously, it is an awfully long way away from the European Union. So the volume of their trade and the nature of their trade with the European Union is obviously very, very different to the volume and nature of our trade. They're not going to get problems with truck drivers if they don't get a trade deal with the European Union. We, on the other hand, are. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Thanks very much indeed, Professor Anna Menon, Director of UK in a Changing Europe.